welcome to episode 36 of Insects for Fun, hosted by me, Mitchell Logan, your not-so-local entomologist. This week, we're taking a look at bugs that made their home out on the open sea, and it's pretty interesting. Our journey today takes place out on the open ocean. The waters are calm and we are miles away from any shoreline. Finally, a place where no bugs can reach me is what you might think until you notice something small skating on the surface. Meet the oceanic water strider known as Halibates. This genus of water strider consists of around 40 species but five have evolved to live out on open waters completely independent from land. And these five can be found in approximately 50% of the open oceans around the world. But they're predominantly found in warmer waters within the Pacific and Indian Ocean. Now there is one species found within the Atlantic, but its range is limited near the equator. The genus Halibates belongs to the insect family Geridae which are commonly referred to as water skaters, water skeeters, water scooters, water skimmers, water bugs, pond skaters, and or water skippers. Now, there should be no one who doesn't have an idea as to what it is I'm talking about. I'll have a separate episode covering the freshwater variety, but halibates were far too interesting to pass up so easily. You might be asking yourself, What's so great about dumb old halibates? And I'm gonna tell you right now, halibates are the only group of bugs to successfully live in the open seas away from land for the entirety of their lives. That's pretty good. Water striders are true bugs, which means they don't have a larval stage, and halibates are no exception. These bugs reproduce on the open sea and lay their eggs on floating debris. What's interesting is that because sometimes there is so little floating debris, one piece can be used over and over by many different females, with eggs literally laying on top of each other. In fact, an empty milk jug was found floating off the coast of Costa Rica and had around 70,000 eggs consisting of 15 layers. That's insane. The eggs are quite small though, being less than one millimeter and shaped like a grain of rice. These bugs go through five molts before reaching the adult stage and have no known seasonality. They do prefer warmer waters as I've mentioned earlier, which speeds up their growing time. The eggs of these usually hatch within 10 days, and then it takes around another week or two for each molt until finally reaching adulthood. Halibates, like other bugs, are fluid feeders, which means they live off sucking up nutritious liquids found from marine animals including each other when the going gets tough, that is. As for the major food sources, we aren't exactly sure, but they have been recorded eating zooplankton, dead jellyfish, fish eggs, and other floating organic material. These oceanic bugs can also store triglycerides, or waxy fat, as reserves. This is something the coastal variety does not do. The coastal halibates have a much easier time getting food because they prey upon bugs that fall into the water from land. And these ones also lay their eggs on rocks and other natural structures that hug the water's edge. Both varieties have bodies that are half the length of your traditional water strider, but their legs are around the same length. 
This actually helps with skating across the ocean with greater speed and gives them a really good jumping height. These bugs also happen to have very fine hairs shaped like mushrooms, which trap air and act as a life vest when the bugs get pushed underwater. Now they can also use this trapped air as a safety reserve for breathing, if they really need it. You might be picturing the bugs grabbing bubbles of air, but it's important to note that bugs do not have lungs and they simply absorb oxygen through their bodies, which makes having fine oxygen holding hairs really convenient. Another nice adaptation would be the ability to produce a waxy material they coat all over themselves to make them even more hydrophobic. Apparently these bugs are always grooming themselves when not moving, and they're applying this waxy coat to their bodies, which keeps them able to effortlessly skate across the open seas. They almost hover from how hydrophobic they are, with as little as 5% of their legs touching the surface of the water, and rain or waves can't wet them down either. Now, something I found interesting about the open ocean species is that because they aren't tethered to any form of land, they're always roaming and changing locations, which makes them difficult to track on the open sea. Some days you might see thousands, and the next day, they're gone. It reminds me of mass outbreak phenomenon in Pokemon. Now, the predators of these bugs seem to be seabirds, turtles, and some fish species, but seabirds were definitely the main predator, especially small birds, which feed by skimming the surface. One seabird in particular might actually be targeting the bugs, and that would be the blue-gray knotty, with one bird having over 330 halibates found within its regurgitated sample. Much is still left to be known about these bugs because, well, they don't seem to do so hot in captivity. It's currently theorized that these bugs must need some kind of surface film that can't be reproduced in a lab environment because they will eat fruit flies, but that doesn't seem to keep them going. Maybe in the near future, we'll have an idea as to what it takes to keep them alive. But from what I've seen online, there seems to be only one or two people who are actually researching these bugs. So it might be a while. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Insects for Fun. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure to rate and leave a review if you can on whatever platform you listen. Or tell some friends. That helps spread the show as well. If you'd like to check out the Instagram or the Facebook page, you can find those links in the episode description. And of course, if you'd like to send an email, you can send that to insectsfordummies at gmail.com. Or you can check the episode description for the email. You'll hear from me again next week.